Hello and welcome to the HP Engineering video podcast series. My name is Brandon Pinkerton. I have with me today Steve Williams. Steve is coming back to the table today. We're going to be talking about COVID-19. We've had quite a disruption uh, across the world, but uh, as we are trying to figure out what's next, we've been getting a lot of questions and people are wanting to know what are we going to do as we open up our offices? What are some things that we can do? What should we be doing? Um, so we're just going to start. We're going to have a conversation. Steve, thanks for being with me today. You're welcome. Um, what kind of questions are you being asked right now? What kind of questions are you seeing from people who are wanting to reopen their offices, reopen their businesses? Uh, what What are you seeing? We're seeing a lot of questions about how can we make our buildings safer for our occupants, for ourselves when we come back from people working at home. A lot of the people who are working at home now are concerned about coming back to the office and uh, being around someone who might potentially be infected and they don't know about it. So they want to know what their employer and what the built environment is doing to help protect them from being infected. So as I understand, businesses are going to be, they have different ways of operating and things that they that they do every day. There are different risk categories for different businesses. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Why would some businesses be more at risk than others? What are these risk categories? What do they mean? The uh, main source that we're looking at for risk assessment right now is from OSHA, and they have four different levels of risk assessment, ranging from very high risk to very low risk. A very high risk would be any kind of occupation or business where you're in close proximity to someone who likely has or is known to have COVID-19. And also if you're working or or doing procedures where you might be uh, making people cough or uh, create uh, vaporization of or aerosols, aerosolization of uh, anything for their mouth or nose, uh, any of those kinds of processes would be considered a a very high risk. So I'm thinking immediately, you know, healthcare type things, but maybe even more specifically, that would be maybe dental offices, um, maybe ENT uh, type offices, things that are specifically involved with people's mouths and dealing with, with those kind of things. That's correct. There are some procedures with dental offices and ENTs because they're dealing with the mouth and the nose uh, where that would put you at a very high risk if you are a healthcare worker or if you're a patient coming in after that patient. Also, uh, personnel performing autopsies, uh, ambulance drivers, anyone that's going to be in close proximity to uh, someone who's suspected to have COVID-19. Okay. So they're looking to us as building engineers. Now, our responsibility, we have the MEP systems. These are the mechanical HVAC systems, the plumbing systems, and then the lighting as well. This is primarily what we deal with. Building owners, most of them are going to be coming back to existing buildings, buildings that they've been in for 
years, months, they have leases they're coming back to and and are going to continue to be in these buildings for the foreseeable future. So I think the question you're probably getting a lot is, what are some things that I could do to my building as it stands today to improve my situation, uh, maybe mitigate uh, contaminants in the airstream, things like that? Um, what are some things that that you are talking to building owners about doing, maybe even possibly implementing as they return or maybe before they reopen their offices? A lot of the questions that we're getting have to do with how they are operating or how they should operate their <coughs> HVAC systems. And ASHRAE has published some recommendations just uh, this month in May on some recommended things to do with your HVAC system, which include increasing the efficiency of your filtration as much as the air handling system will allow, increasing ventilation requirements as much as possible, operating the HVAC systems as much as possible so that you're constantly moving the air through the filters and capturing any of those larger particles that might be there. As far as Retrofitting existing buildings, we have had questions and, and are looking at technologies like UV lights, at catalytic filtration systems, negative pressure rooms, and uh, various other ventilation improvements for the buildings. So airflow, air movement, that's a big one. Mm -hmm. People are going to cough, breathe sneeze into the air things are going into the air and <clears throat> for for the uninformed or for someone who may just be watching this out of curiosity air in in the building is eventually going to be moved into the return grill or into the return of the hvac system and it has an opportunity to pass through the unit itself through the filter for, through the filtering system before it is reintroduced as uh you know clean or uh conditioned air back into the space right so uh there are there are certain things that we can do within the duct work uh and within the within the air air handling unit itself uh as you said filters um you mentioned uv light and i want to touch on uv light a little bit because on, on the electrical side i've been getting questions about that mm -hmm. there are a lot of people out trying to, uh, I don't know, maybe make a sale, uh, you know, hey, here's a product, this will do this thing. There's certainly a lot of things uh, out there right now, and and it's very easy to get caught in misinformation and different things like that, uh, you know, during a time like this when people are really feeling vulnerable, they're wanting to do the right things. Um, UV light is... Uh, is not just you all uv light is not uv light mm -hmm. uv light is uh there's a spectrum of uv light from that that falls within the the larger uh spectrum of light but within uv light we have an a b and a c category and not all uv light is what we would call germicidal so we have uv a uvb and uvc within that spectrum now uvc is considered germicidal. So if, certainly if we were doing anything or trying to do anything with UV light to, to, to treat air, to treat surfaces, to treat anything in a space, we want to be we want to make sure that it has that short, shorter wavelength designation associated with it. 
Right. The UVC light is uh, is the shortest wave type, and uh, it is considered to be the most dangerous to us and to other organisms. We have opportunities to put that in ductwork, mm-hmm. and and that could be a possible retrofit application uh, if if we wanted to do that. Uh, and now that would work as far as treating the air as it's either coming into the return or coming out on the supply side. I guess either option would work for, for treating the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we also have the option, once the air is in the space, um, UV light can come in a lot of different uh, arrangements. Um, the big thing about it, though, is that, as you said, it's harmful to humans. Long-term exposure is, is really not ideal. And so <clears throat> we want to, if we're going to put UV light in a space, we want to make sure that it's um, not harming the occupants. In most cases, I would say that if we're going to treat a space with UV light, we probably don't want people in it. That's correct. There are types of UV light that are very directional, and they're generally called upper room UV treatment, where they'll shine across the ceiling of a room. Uh, So the light is focused where it does not come into contact with people, and those can be placed in occupied spaces. There are other types that will go in the ceiling and shine down on the room and basically disinfect any surfaces and the air of any organisms that might be in the air. So in that case, we would be talking about um, a light in the ceiling that may go in our existing lay-in ceiling. It can go next to our existing lights. It could even be uh, you know, on the same circuit. But the catch is that we want it to be switched separately or maybe even on an occupancy sensor so that if the room is occupied, those lights aren't on or shouldn't be on uh, on the surfaces or on people when there's people in the room. That's right. Okay. And they're generally on a timer as well as an occupancy sensor. I have also seen things, uh, UV wands, which is something where you might uh, take a, 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 like a light wand. It's, it's not large. We don't have one here, but, you know, something that you might run over a surface. But uh, the thing about UV light, and, and you could even have UVC light, uh, just shining a light on a surface for a second or two seconds mm-hmm. is not going to do a whole lot for us. Right. Time is important. And we don't want to get into some deal where, where just um, waving a wand over something or, you know, over a surface or, or anything like that is going to immediately uh, put, us in the, put us in the clear. Mm-hmm. I think there's a and, – and as we're talking about, um, you know, cleaning the air, sanitizing the air, we have to be careful to um, – talking about sterilization and disinfection. Sterilization is kind of 100% eradication. A sterile environment means we don't have any of these contaminants in here, and I don't think that we're talking about anything, uh, any HVAC or lighting solution that is providing a sterile environment in and of itself, uh, especially where humans are coming and going out of it all the time. But I think what we are talking about is getting way up there uh, and and getting as good as we can, getting the results that we can with what is available to us. And, and we're not saying that any of these solutions are going to automatically fix every problem. Right. Okay. Now, 
what are some other things you've seen? You told me about a couple of things. Uh, I think you mentioned robots. So there are robots that can be programmed to treat rooms with UV light that are available now. What have you seen with these robots? Are these robots that are, are, are they... Are they on wheels? They're sitting on the floor. Is this something that crawls across the desk? Something that goes around the room like a like a Roomba uh, vacuum? Or what? Kind of give me an idea of what that. More like a Roomba, but taller. Okay. And so the, okay. it has lights on it that would shine from the floor to the ceiling and uh, do a really good job of making contact with everything in a room. So the reason I like this, as opposed to maybe installing fixtures in the ceiling. If, if you're a building owner and you've got a whole lot of rooms that you I mean, the expense of putting UVC sterilization in each room, lights in each room could get very expensive. I mean, you're also talking about uh, installing hardware in each of your rooms. Uh, now, a robot is something that can be taken from room to room maybe in off hours or, or during unoccupied hours and do a pretty good job sterilizing a room. Uh, not everything has to be a robot. I think some of the things I've seen as well is almost something you would go in and, and set on a tripod mm-hmm. in the middle of the room and you set it. It does a 360 you know, UV uh, burst and will expose the room for a I don't know, it's 15, 30 minutes at a time. You let it hit all the surfaces. Uh, you know, it go, it, Once the timer runs out, you go in, you pick it up, you move it to the next room. Right. And this is something that can be done pretty easily. Um, I would expect that some of these things are going to be hard to get a hold of uh, right now. Mm-hmm. As people are moving back into their buildings, these things are going to be um, – uh, hard to locate and identify. I would tell you uh, that that are watching and listening, if you're looking for certain things to uh, certain manufacturers or certain things that we might recommend or things that we would have experience with, you're certainly welcome to reach out to us and, and ask those questions. I want to thank Steve for taking some time to sit down with me today. If you guys have any questions, uh, how can we help you get back into your building what are some things you want to want to do if you want to have the discussion and and continue we'd love to do that with you Uh, thanks for joining us and we will catch you at the next podcast 